Hey there, I'm Becky, and welcome to the Literary Escapes podcast. Today on the podcast, we are going to take some literary escapes. I've got several books for you, so buckle up and don't worry about packing your bags. I've got you covered. Welcome back to Literary Escapes with Becky. I am excited that you're here today and have some really great books to share with you. Uh, before I jump into all that, I wanted to give you a little bit of an update on my life. Um, and I wanted to start that in on some of my episodes. I won't do it on every one, but just every once in a while, thought I'd give you um, a peek into behind the scenes. If you've listened to some of the past episodes, then you know that I am in the process of writing my first novel. And so I wanted to share a little bit about what's going on with that. It is, the first draft is done. It's in the process of being revised, edited. I've gone through the developmental edits and I'm trying to finish those up so that I can get it to readers to hear some thoughts on those from them. But the book is set in Nashville. And so my husband and I are in Nashville for a month and we are just starting week three here. And it has been so cool to be able to be in the city, in the area where the book or the books are going to be set and to um, really get a feel for the area and what it really is like versus just online research. So that's been a lot of fun. And so you'll hear more about how it's all going and when the book is going to be due out. It is at the moment tentatively set for kind of mid to 2023. I want to have at least two of the three books written, maybe all three before I uh, publish. So that's where I'm at with that. I'm also going to start the NaNoWriMo this month uh, in November, tomorrow. It is National Novel Writing Month, and I have not done it before, but the goal of this challenge is to write 50,000 words in the month, which means 1,667 words daily, seven days a week. And so I'm going to try it, and I will keep you updated on how that goes, but that is what's going on for me right now. And so let's jump into what the episode's about. I am going to be sharing with you books set in Canada today. That is the destination for the Literary Escape Book Club this month. And I will share with you the two books that I chose as the book of the month and the companion book. But I also have a few others I wanted to share with you that are just good books that I think you might enjoy reading. So let's go ahead and jump in. My first book, I'm going to go ahead and just jump right into the book of the month because it happens to be probably one of my favorite books ever. And I read it, gosh, I don't know, two, three, four years ago, something like that. And I've read it a couple of times since then, and I'm getting ready to read it again this month just because um, we're doing it in the book club. Like I said, it's the book of the month. The name of the book is The Day the World Came to Town. And it is by author Jim Defeat. He is a journalist. He works down in Miami, Florida for um, a paper down there. And I'm, I'm not sure how he came up with writing this book. It's not a novel. It is a true account of 
a group of people's experience on 9-11 and the day shortly thereafter. So here's the blurb on this book. When 38 jetliners bound for the United States were forced to land at Gander International Airport in Canada by closing off, because of the closing off of US airspace on September 11th, the population of this small town on Newfoundland Island swelled from 10,000 to 7,000. The citizens of Gander and the surrounding community met the stranded passengers with an overwhelming display of friendship and goodwill. As the passengers stepped from airplanes, exhausted, hungry, and distraught after being held on board for nearly 24 hours, while security checked all the baggage, they were greeted with a feast prepared by the townspeople. Their stay in Gander lasted for four days, and over the course of those four days, many of the passengers developed friendships with Gander residents that they expect will last a lifetime. So I chose this book for November because typically November, especially in the United States, is a month where we focus on being thankful and focusing on kind of the good that we see in the world, the good that we have in our lives. And this book is such a good reminder of that. It is on a day when evil was displayed front and center in our world, in our lives, and so many lives were affected. This book shows another slice of that and another experience had with that day and what an amazing experience it was so the day the world came to town by jim defee is always my favorite book to recommend um regardless but especially if you want a book that is set in canada so that is book number one book number two is a contemporary fiction by author marina endicott it is called good to a fault this one is definitely different. So here is the blurb on this one. Clara Purdy is at a crossroads. At 43, she's divorced, living in her late parents' house, and nearing the 20th year as a claims adjuster at a local insurance firm. Driving to the bank during her lunch hour, she crashes into a sharp left turn, taking the Gage family in the other car with her. When bruises on the mother, Lorraine, prove to be late-stage cancer, Clara decides to do the right thing, moves Lorraine's three children and their terrible grandmother into her house, and then has to cope with the consequences of practical goodness, exhaustion, fury, hilarity, and unexpected love. So another one that I thought would be good for um, November, and it is set in Canada, um, but I thought it would be a good one for um the whole being thankful and um, seeing the good side of people. If you would like to read this one, it is called Good to a Fault, and it is by Marina Endicott. Book number three is by a very well-known author, and it is called The Blue Castle. It is by L.M. Montgomery. She is the author of... Um, Anne of Green Gables. And instead of highlighting Anne of Green Gables, which um, I typically do, I wanted to sh uh, share one of her other books because she does have other books and they are um, 
quite lovely. So instead of doing, so instead of doing Anne of Green Gables, here is one of her other books. And I think that you might enjoy this one too. Here's the blurb on this one. All her life, Valancy Sterling has lived on a quiet little street in an ugly little house and never dared to contradict her domineering mother and her unforgiving aunt. Then she gets a letter and decides that everything and decides that day things need to change. For the first time in her life, she does exactly what she wants and says exactly what she feels. At first, her family thinks she's gone around the bend. But soon, Valancy discovers more surprises and adventures than she ever thought possible. She also finds her one true love and real-life version of the Blue Castle that she was sure only existed in her dreams. So this is called The Blue Castle by L.M. Montgomery, and I think you might enjoy that one. The fourth book I've got for you is called The Blind Assassin. This is also by another very popular Canadian author, Margaret Atwood. You probably know her from The Handmaiden's Tale, The Handmaid's Tale, excuse me. And, but this is another one of her books and um, a little different, little different twist in this one. So let me share the blurb on this one. The Blind Assassin begins with a mysterious death, possible suicide of a young woman named Laura Chase in 1945. Decades later, Laura's sister Iris recount, recounts recounts her memories of their childhood and of the dramatic deaths that have punctuated their wealthy eccentric family's history. Intertwined with Iritz's account are chapters from the scan scandalous novel that made Laura famous, in which two illicit lovers amuse each other by spinning a tale of a blind killer on a distant planet. These richly layered stories within stories gradually illuminated the secrets that have long haunted the Chase family, coming together in a brilliant and astonishing final twist. So you know that uh, Margaret Atwood can tell a good tale. So if you'd like to try something a little different from her, this is The Blind Assassin. The next one I've got for you is one that my son wrote when he was uh, young. It is called Hatchet, and it is by Gary Paulson. Usually it is a middle grade story. It's a survival adventure story. And a lot of times either upper elementary or middle school librarians will recommend this book for boys in particular. And my son definitely enjoyed it. So here's the blurb on this one. 13-year-old Brian Robeson, haunted by his secret knowledge of his mother's infidelity, is traveling by single engine plane to visit his father for the first time since the divorce. When the pilot has a heart attack, Brian must crash land the plane by himself. He finds himself alone in the Canadian wilderness with nothing but his clothing, a tattered windbreaker, and the hatchet his mother had given him as a present. At first consumed by despair and self-pity, Brian slowly learns survival skills, how to make a shelter for himself, how to hunt and fish, and forage for food, how to make a fire, and even finds the courage to start over from scratch when a tornado ravages his campsite. When Brian is finally rescued after 54 days in the wilderness, he emerges from his ordeal with new patience and maturity and a greater understanding of himself and his parents. Great story, even though it's geared toward older elementary school kids, uh, maybe 
middle school kids, it is still a really good story. My husband and I have been watching this show on the History Channel alone. It is a reality type TV series where they take a group of 10 people and plop them down in the middle of somewhere. And some of the places that they've been to have been like the Arctic and Newfoundland, um, places that are just not super forgiving for survival. And they make sure that there is, you know, uh, water that well, they have to boil it, but water that they could drink, resources that they can build shelter with, and food that they should be able to hunt or fish or, you know, whatever, forage so that they can survive there. And whoever survives the longest in this space, wherever they are, um, and they are each in their own campsites several miles from each other. So they're doing this all by themselves. And so whoever survives the longest is the winner. And it is just fascinating. <laughs> but this story had to kind of reminds me of that series or maybe the other way around. So um, the book is Hatchet by Gary Paulson, if you would like a really good adventure story. The last book I have for you is our companion, excuse me, companion book for the month. It is called New Girl in Little Cold. It is by author Downeth Munahan. Her name is spelled D-A-M-H-N-A-I-T Monahan, M-O-N-A-G-H-A-N. And this one is set in Newfoundland, and it is the the fictitious island of Little Cove or town of Little Cove. So here's the blurb on New Girl in Little Cove. After the local French teacher scandalizes the fishing village of Little Cove, Newfoundland, by running off with a priest, the school looks to the mainland to fill the job quickly. They want someone who can uphold their Catholic values and keep a motley group of largely unwilling students in line. The position is filled by mainlander Rachel O'Brien, technically a cat, but she was baptized, technically a teacher, she has her honors degree, and who's desperate to leave her current mess of a life behind. She isn't surprised that her students don't see the value of learning French but she is surprised that she can barely understand their English. Is it a compliment or an insult to be called a sleeping insult? And the anonymous notes left on her car telling her to go home certainly don't make her feel welcome. Still, she is quickly drawn into the island's traditional music and culture and into the personal lives of her crusty but soft-hearted landlady, Lucille, her reluctant, reluctant students and her fellow teacher, Doug Bishop. But when her beliefs clash with the church and community, she makes a decision that throws her career into jeopardy. And trying to help a student, has she gone too far? So, New Girl in Little Cove by Downeth Monahan. That is our companion book over in the Literary Skate Book Club this month. And we are going to be meeting both authors over in the book club. So if you would like to join us, there will be a link in the show notes and we would love to have you come over and join us and get to meet both Jim DeFeed and Downeth Monahan and hear a little bit about the stories behind their books. So thanks for joining me today. Uh, that was fun traveling around Canada with you today and 
Come again next time and I will share some more authors with you. Have a great day. Come check out the Literary Escapement Club. We are a group of readers who love to travel or maybe travelers who love to read. Either way, come join us in our next escape. The information will be in the show notes. I'll see you next time.